Hey there, and welcome to day 262 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast of the matching YouTube channel that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea. And um, okay, so that marriage conference went all day today, which meant afterwards I felt like I hadn't gotten a thing done. So I just kind of wanted to reclaim my day. And that's why it's so late is once I even, you know, got things done and picked up around here, I just relaxed and looked at some things for the house. Um kind of trying to prioritize what will come first, etc. I think things will go okay here. I can't imagine that they won't, but there has not been, let's see, it hasn't been hiccup free is what I'd say. We still are jumping not only through the hoops of how they're going to address both the radon and the mold, and it's mild, you guys, it's not a big deal if they were like, look, here's, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Um, and then also the tenant in there, now my lender, is um, not wild about. They're saying that that cannot be the case. We're selling this house to you not to not to rent it ever. And so, um, you know, is the intent of the loan, if you will. Um, it's not that I can't rent it down the road, you guys. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm sharing too much. There goes my heater. <laughs> it is a little chilly tonight, uh, despite just a beautiful, beautiful spring day. Um, and so with that, um, you know, I'm persevering as if this house is going to be closing here at the end of the month. And I don't know if I'll be moving into it or not. It'll be interesting to see. But... Um, you just couldn't know like how small this town is. One of my designs this last week was for my landlord's personal home. <laughs> so I'm going through with, you know, with him and his wife and we're looking at, you know, doing a remodel for them. And it just was something I just thought, you know what, Lord, this is just too crazy because then he's offering to repair a few things in here. And I've already been through so much here at the farmhouse. And so I did. I finally just declined and said, you know, I'm I'm doing good for the now, not having more contractors through. And we're getting busy, you know, with design build. Um, it's so gracious of them. But the timing and the unknown is so awkward for me. Um, and that's just small towns, you guys. I live in a small mountain resort and it's kind of the way that it goes. But... Um, I never want to disappoint people and um, in the history of ever, I've never broken an actual contract um, ever. I mean, anything. So um, granted, I've had marriages fall apart. You guys know that, but you know what I mean. So I've had covenants fall apart, <laughs> but I've never not fulfilled a contract uh, ever. So this is just kind of new territory to me. I don't like the feeling of it. Um but with this, I, I can't wait to tell you kind of about this marriage retreat, but I need to dig in. You guys are tired of listening to me. <laughs> it's called Packing an Old Life, Unpacking a New. And so it begins. This is new writing, you guys. You can tell it just by the first sentence I'm looking here going, wow, that's professional. <laughs> it's such bad writing, but my heart was good. <laughs> and so it begins. I am perched on a box with a laptop on my knees, taking a break from packing. The children got to see our new home last night, and they raced through every room with such anticipation and creativity. The girls were picturing where their furniture will go. The boys were picturing where the gaming systems would work best in their basement-level man cave. My fiancé and I were envisioning outdoor summer dining on the deck. 
late night conversations and walks around the picturesque neighborhood hand in hand. I got such joy seeing my fiance check out the storage, the workbench in the garage, and the potential for a fire pit and grill on the lower patio. The excitement was a buzz when we got into the car, but the phrase, see you in four days to hand over the garage remotes and keys was looming in my head. Four days, really? Listen to this coincidence. My fiance is packing and moving. His son's mother is packing and moving. Me and the children are packing and moving. My children's dad is packing and moving into an apartment. My children's stepmom is packing and moving to a separate home. All right now. That's a lot of change, but a lot of exciting change. Just when the enemy is tearing apart and devouring another marriage, God is redeeming, rebuilding, and blessing yet another. He is neat that way. My children will be in a healthy dynamic for the first time. I so clearly can hear my friend saying, I do not know what God is doing, Andrea, but I do know one thing. He is not going to leave you right here like this. It sounded simple, but it was profound. I was in transition, but couldn't see it. It felt like I had been, quote, in transition. Long, long, long enough. I was plain exhausted. I felt tested and I felt defeated. Now I'm launching a new study as we pack. It is designed just for women in transition that have every opportunity to recreate themselves, <clears throat> excuse me, in the glorious transformation God is working in their lives. <clears throat> Man, excuse me, you guys. Um, woo. The children were loaded with joy and great grades despite all of the changes and uncertainty. We read a devotion and prayed on our daily commute to their schools for over a year, and that, quote, trick alone kept the enemy at bay and their spirits quenched. The portrait shoots came pouring in, and our bills have been beautifully provided for through a great gift from God. I have never had so much fun packing, ever. In my head, I place fresh towels and scented soaps in each bathroom. In my head, I picture fresh, summery recipes being served on the deck. In my head, I picture bedroom drapes blowing in the breeze of an open window. In my head, I picture giggles from the children racing downstairs for French toast. In my head, I picture a glorious table filled with family bowing to say grace to a most glorious God. In my heart, I picture a marriage free of abuse, free of yelling, name calling, door slamming, free of threats to leave, free of threats to divorce, free of fear. Thank you, Lord, for this man, this home, these children, and your son. I love you. So, I wonder what y'all might think I might think of that. <laughs> Do you know how tricky, sticky, icky it is to read stuff like this and absolutely know the way that it ended? <laughs> and yet it ended so good. 
And you guys, it's the Easter season. Like, we know how this has gone, and we know how this ends, right? It's it's no different. Like, when I look at this, what happened there was so tragic. You guys, absolutely traumatic, heartbreaking, horrific to go through again. But absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. And I don't regret it now one bit. I'm so super thankful. And that's what you guys need to know. Is it a shame? Yeah. Do I feel lied to? Oh, absolutely. Um, But just like this marriage conference today constantly held up, only you can do your part in the marriage, right? You really can't change your spouse or get them to do things or get them to act a certain way. You can only do you, if you will. And so, you know, I look at that and say, well, you know, in my heart, I was picturing a marriage free of abuse and free of yelling and free of name calling and door slamming, right? Free of threats to leave and free of threats of divorce and free of fear. And so I look at my own part in it and, you know, I wasn't abusing somebody. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't name calling and I certainly wasn't slamming doors. I wasn't threatening to leave the whole thing. I wasn't threatening divorce, um, et cetera, et cetera. That was my role in it was to just continue being loving to this person that really, really was very abusive in so many ways, even spiritually abusive. With that, though, you can only do your part in it. And sometimes when you do just stand in love, he read scripture, Gary Chapman, man, he was absolutely fantastic. He just wove scripture right through that whole event. And um, he even gave a call to Christ uh, probably within the last half an hour of a full day event. It was absolutely wonderful, you guys. But in that scripture, he showed that, that the Lord says, what value is there in loving, loving people? Like, what what kingdom credit do you think that you receive for loving the lovable? I mean, there, it's scripture, right? And I know I've read it to you guys. This isn't the first time you've heard this. What value is there in that? You know, because the Lord would say where the value is. And of course, I struggle with it. I've struggled with it this week. The value is in loving and grace and forgiveness for the absolute unlovable. What I call porcupine people. You hear me say that all the time. And let me tell you, does he ever test me and give me moments (laughs) to give grace and love to porcupine people? He just does. Um, And so, you know, it was even interesting sitting there in the conference, right? I was maybe... Oh, Shizos, I was maybe one of a dozen singles that were there. And there were well over 200 people in attendance um, in person. There were quite a few that were doing it virtually. But, um, you know, I was one of a dozen, if you will. And to make it worse, I shouldn't say worse, but um, he was, Gary Chapman was so cute whenever he'd be like, okay, so hold your spouse's hand and repeat after me, or he'd do these exercises, or this would be a good time to hold your spouse's hand. He'd always say, or if you're by yourself, hold your own hand. <laughs> and I, God, I'm not kidding. I have to write a piece called Hold Your Own Hand. I just do. I just thought that was so stinking funny, because it's exactly what I had to do. I had to sit there and hold my own hand in the other, and close my eyes, and just, you know, pray things out. But, but, um, man, where was I going with that? 
Where was I going with that? Oh, anyway, here I am as a single there. Um, I didn't even know it. I didn't know what Gary Chapman looked like or anything, but I saw a car roll up and I saw people jump out that were just arriving and I'd gotten there, you know, a little bit early, see if I could help out. And so the irony being, I was the first person that actually welcomed him. I mean, just with a, you know, great big hee-haw grin and, and uh, you know, um, but I didn't realize I was welcoming the author. He's the first person I even talked to. So the funnier thing is that they ended up strapping one of those lanyards around me because they're like, girl, you are so friendly. Would you mind helping us greet? No problem. And so, you know, I offered to, I'm like, I can, you know, you know, I can check people in or help stuff the, you know, the little workbook things and add a pen or, you know, whatever small I'm happy to help. I'm extra hands, but, um, but yeah, that was a kick. I did not know, of course, when my feet hit the floor, not only that I was going to be a greeter, but then during the breakout sessions and afterwards, everyone kept walking up to me because they thought that I was his assistant. (laughs) They thought I actually worked for Gary Chapman. (laughs) So to understand this, why that wouldn't make sense. There weren't that many people from my church at this event, but it was from churches throughout the community. So they didn't know me. They thought I was literally Gary Chapman's um, assistant. Oh, I just thought that was so funny. Um, and yet I just had the time of my life, you guys. That, that's what I love. And my children are kind of the same is we are not sit on sidelines, people. None of us. Like, we are not. We are absolutely not. So, like, even, man, seriously, like, even I remember, like, I'd fly home from work, you guys. I had a three-hour commute. It was an hour and a half to work and an hour and a half home. And I would, you know, be in my work clothes, so I'd stand out a little bit. And yet I'd fly into these games. And there were my kiddos being, say, like, Georgia would be the cheerleader, and she was even cheer captain. She'd be leading. Then there's Dakota out there. He's uh, what you, what do they call it? Like a, oh, my gosh, what do they call that? Um when they kind of lead the crowd in, you know, getting them piped up for a game. Um, And then there's my Riley, who's out there using her gift, and she's taking photos for the yearbook of the game. Like all three kids, not one of them was just on the sidelines watching the game. And I'm kind of the same, and I raised them to be that way, and I'm very proud of them for this, because some of you need to hear this. You need to get off the bleachers, and you need to get yourself (laughs) on the sidelines as a cheerleader or flat in the game. because that's where the good stuff is, you guys. I have a, I mean, today I didn't know any of this. I, you know, I was, I mean, you know, Gary, he was just wonderful to me. He did. People thought I was assistant, his assistant because he treated me like, um, like I was one of his. And, you know, he even afterwards, um, he signed all my kiddos books for me. I only asked for him to sign one of them. And I bought one for, you know, my kiddos and myself and, he, you know, just couldn't have thanked me enough for helping out and and uh, um, answering questions and welcoming people and this sort of thing. And it just, I had no idea. And yet that, that was the way to go. They, you know, brought me a complimentary chai latte from, you know, the, they just were so sweet to me. Um, 
<laughs> and I laugh at that. I'm like, I'll do a lot of work for a complimentary chai latte. <laughs> I'll do a lot more than this. <laughs> it was so yummy. Um, but I, I just, I hope that that blesses you big. And I want you to see this. Look at this, how I can read a piece like this. This is tough, but because of course it all fell apart. I mean, and, and one of us was loving and one of us wasn't. And one of us was keeping their commitments to God, not just them, but to God. And one of us horrifically wasn't. And some of you just need to know that that's all right. If God decides to take that apart, it's okay. I believe, like I say, Psalms 139, I believe since the beginning and the end that the Lord already knew these were going to fall apart. And I believe with everything I have in me, the Lord knows exactly who my forever, my forever spouse will be. He knows that. He knows it already. Um, many of my friends even think that he's being prepared and orchestrated and seasoned and everything. And that some even believe that there's something that ridiculously has to fall apart in his life before I meet him. Um, you know, I hear all sorts of different things and, and I absolutely believe that. I believe that the Lord knows and he's known since the day I was formed in my mother's womb. And if you guys can grab hold of the miracle of that Right there, you just will not believe um, how much richer your relationship will be with the Lord because he's not going to feel distant then at all. He's going to feel daily and relevant and intentional and loving um, because I see it. I see it in this and I just go, I'm so stinking thankful <laughs> that I'm not in that anymore, you know, and uh, how mean. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that's just mean. It's mean to marry somebody and take, you know, these wonderful vows and, and have them just, you know, higher than a kite in love and just absolutely take them out and take them, you know, take them to the mat. It's mean. Don't do it. <laughs> and if you're doing it, quit doing it and get yourselves some help, right? So anyway, I have got to get myself to bed, but now I'm just so energized by this piece. We'll see how that goes. But have a great night. You know, I love my coffee and I love my worship. Um, I probably won't be chatting. I don't know. We'll just see how tomorrow goes. I, I wouldn't think it'd be until the evening, but um, I might find a lull and a little nap on my Sunday afternoon. We'll just see. So I'll be chatting at you then. Take care.